All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to a brand new episode of SCAR. Now, SCAR stands for Seeking Courage and Redemption with Dustin Rivenbark. And we have a great guest lined up for you today. We have a great podcast lined up. But before we get into all of that, I want to give you kind of the intent of the podcast, sort of the why are we here, so to speak. And we're here to work out our hardships, our trials, our tribulations in such a way that we can begin to uncover God's plan and purpose for our lives. Kind of the why are we here, so to speak. And now you may be listening to this and thinking, but Dustin, why do I need to listen to Scar? And the truth is we all have stuff. We all have hardships and issues that can begin to accumulate, and if we allow them to fester, it can even change the trajectory of our lives. So that's why you need to be here. That's why you need to be plugged into SCAR so we can have a safe place to come together and do this thing called life. Now, with all of that being said, I want to transition into uh, introducing my new friend, Miss Denise Zavitson to the show. Welcome, Denise. Oh, thank you so much, Dustin. I'm happy All right. to be here. And so I am so excited to have you here. Now, you are living in Nashville currently, is that correct? I am living in Nashville. <clears throat> All yeah. right. So tell me, what's what's going on with, with the weather there in Nashville as we speak? <laughs> well, if you'd asked me last week, I would have had to say snow and rain and ice and all this stuff. I'm actually looking out at the river right now because we're right on the river, and the marinas here all collapsed under that ice. But guess what? What? This this week, we are in the 60s. Wow. So you just okay. never know. <laughs> so I asked my guests, and it's like it's almost like the traditional icebreaker question, you know, what's going on with the weather? And so... We've had people from all over, man, from Colorado and different and so many people are experiencing snow and I'm frustrated because I live in South Alabama and I mean it's it's an anomaly if we get snow but yeah. but I'm uh, I'm glad you guys can get out of it for a little bit. It doesn't last long here, and that's the good news. Okay. Well, uh, well, yeah, so for our, our show today, I kind of want to um, touch base, and, and, and I want to ask a little bit about yourself and, and what you do, and uh, kind of dive into to your book and your mission uh, in life. So tell us a little bit about you, Denise. Yeah. Well, I, I have um, come through some some tragedies, um, stumblings throughout my life, and I had a, several breakthrough moments, um, one of which, the, the, the most difficult of which was a, a car crash that killed my parents and left a sister in a coma, and then four and a half years of caring, being part of a community that cared for my sister. It, it was a moment, that tap on the shoulder moment, you know, when it's like, okay, it's time to take things seriously, you don't have forever make use of your time now and that was it for me it led to me writing a book it led to me saying i need to i need to have the pur- a purpose and start living it not just you know not just kind of waltzing through uh life right you know blindly mm-hmm. let me let me ask you this let's let's back up to um the car crash tell us tell us a little bit um about kind of um 
you you lost three family members and and tell us uh, tell us a little bit about that who they were and um, just 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 kind of a little bit about that moment. Yeah, well, it was it's it's um, it was my my father, my mother, and then a sister who had been home visiting. It, interestingly, and I think we can all look at these little points when you go back and you say, "Oh, what was what happened? What was around that? And what really mattered at those moments?" And my father had just had surgery, so we'd all been home and and been able to do what you do when somebody's having surgery. You you tell them you love them and you get to do all that really great stuff that you maybe daily we don't do. You know, you don't always pick up the phone and say, hey, I love you, which we should. Um, and and so we'd had all been home to see his, to be with dad during his surgery. And following that, a sister stayed and a series of events, her car was, was a tree fell on her car during a storm. And so they wound up having to drive back to meet a sister mm-hmm. and on the process there they rounded a corner and a young girl um, crossed the road mm-hmm. old country road you know rural, rural Illinois yeah and and um, their car crashed I got the call that one call you know in the middle of the night where somebody's like you know it's not a good a good call and it changes your life forever um, so mom and dad were killed instantly and my sister was left in a coma, 46 years old, and her husband, um, ultimately after a year of, you know, trying to to figure out how we could get her um, to recovery, brought her home, and, and there was no real, she was persistent vegetative state, so we didn't feel, there was there was really no hope there. But he, I, I just, he showed such demonstration of love, and of course, as we all came together in community, my sister said circling the wagons you know yeah. um, to, to care for it, there were so many good things that came out of it and I, I I think it it kind of surprises people when I say it's it's not all tragic there are moments of of true grace in in all of that so and part of, yeah go ahead no uh, so so basically um okay we have a lot of listeners who kind of who who find themselves in the midst of tragedy right now, and this is kind of how they how they find the podcast. And so, I, this is not something I like to do, but I feel like it is a necessity, Denise. When I, I feel like people need to kind of enter other people's hardships and rough moments and see how they were able to find hope and transition. Yeah. Can you? Can you take me to that, to that night, and and kind of tap back into when you got that phone call, the mm-hmm. the the emotions, like like what went on inside your mind when that happened? Yeah, after the phone call comes in and and you pick yourself up off the ground, you know, because that's typically that moment where you just lose all all everything. I remember falling on the ground and and crying out and and trying to grasp it's just unreal moment and then i think in the you know you you get caught up in in the activity and we had a funeral we had two funerals to plan we had a sister in icu and and so there were demands that kind of kept us in line um and of course our community came together our 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 family and and extended family of friends came together and i I think I had never realized really how important that part was. Yeah. Um, we, we were part of a small 
small town in Illinois and um, and part of um, a, a larger community around there. And it was just, um, I, I think, coming together, finding support through each other, through com- through the community, through family and friends, and then and and. Um, and reflecting, you know, finding ourselves coming back inside our, ourselves, myself, I think. Um, I remember after, in, in the weeks after, right, so so the, all of the detail stuff was kind of done. And, and after the services, we all left, went back home. And I remember I was living in Florida at the time and was diving, scuba diving. And I would find, I would find so much comfort in being able to get down at the, you know, 65 feet down and, and be in that moment of scuba diving where it was just almost a meditative, prayerful experience. Man. Very, very quiet. I love that visual, Denise. That is, that is an amazing, um, uh, I can picture that, uh, snorkeling, you know, when I've been, mm-hmm. when I've been snorkeling and stuff, there's something majestic. There's something quiet and, and supernatural, uh, uh, within, um, uh, just the the covering of the ocean, the covering of the water, and you mentioned something about finding gifts in the grief of loss. Um, to somebody who may be there right now, whether it is whether it's loss of a family member, uh, whether whether it's loss of of a job, your uh, your identity, whatever this could be for someone. First, um, give us give us just a little bit of hope. And how can we look for or begin to find these gifts? And what exactly would you consider a gift in the midst of grief? Yeah. Well, I, I think part of that getting quiet and finding your your place for prayer, for, for meditation, for reflection, for me was a saving grace. It was, yes. to, was, it was a, such a critical movement and step forward was to allow myself to grieve to say, you know, life is never going to be the same again. Wow. But there is so much beauty, and this is part of what me being in nature did for me, whether it was hiking or, or scuba diving, was able to reach out and, and get the, or I guess rise up and get the bigger picture, you know, that 30,000-foot view to yes. say, look at all that is here. Um, yes, I've lost. Yes, life has changed. But, you know, look what we have. And, and find gratitude in, in some of that. And the, the, it's hard when you're when you're feeling like everything's been taken from you. Um, and and I think a lot of it is being able to get that kind of you know thirty thousand foot view. Yeah. Um, the other part I think that came to me, and I, we talk about the gifts. And and my brother in law um, had taken had my sister had been really in hospital for about a year when they finally said there's nothing more we can do we'll send her you know to a nursing home and and we said uh and he said i I want her to come home and he he quit his job and came home and cared for her around the clock i had seen such a demonstration in their love for each other and um and that was a gift to see how people reacted to have people come out of the woodwork to say tell stories you know about mom and dad and, and show the the love that they brought into the world those were gifts I felt that we wouldn't have gotten otherwise um, and then allow and then and then to be able to understand that the 
the presence, their presence in my life wasn't dependent on their physical being there. That that their presence in my life was what the love we had and this and the this spiritual part of them, and so I I said it was you know before they died I would have to pick up the phone and, and hopefully find them at home or on their mobile phone and and now all I have to do is think of them and they're here with me wow and I feel like that's such a gift that's beautiful that 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 really is that's that's beautiful now it doesn't it doesn't you know, heal it. It doesn't fix it, but you know, and, and neither does time. People, people say time heals all wounds and that's just not true. It, it, it does get easier to breathe. It does get easier to go on and, and find joy in, in our lives. But now, um, you, you talked about people stepping into your life and, um, uh, sharing their joyous moments, their good moments with, uh, your mom and your dad and, 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 Here's what I want people to really understand. At the end of all of this, Denise, that's really all we have is our moments. And I've heard it said uh, um, uh, before that that you never hear GPAs and social status and all of that stuff mentioned in eulogies, but but you do hear about the moments. Uh, and, And how can we find joy in those moments? And for you, you've identified seven affirmations for a more joy-filled life, can you run us run us through that and uh, and and what that can look like for the individual listening to this? Yeah, well, the the seven that I identified really through this the process I went through through the loss and the recovery and the and the, and, and getting back into feeling grateful. Um, the first one is understanding that there's impermanence that that we have. We're here from for really a moment, kind of a blink of the eye, right? And right. so, so that's that can be a gift when we recognize that. When we stop, kind of get out of our cloud of saying, "Oh, there's TV running and there's telephones going and work to be done," and when we realize this is it, this is not a dress rehearsal. That's a gift, and I think it's an important part of putting getting on that path to really finding joy in every day. Really um, gratitude. Is the, is the other one that's just so, so important. Uh, gratitude will shift everything in your world when you're grateful. And, and I'm, I know a lot of people will write gratitude journals and they're wonderful. And what I encourage people to do is stretch beyond, oh, I'm, I'm grateful for this coffee and I'm grateful for my shoes and I'm grateful for my wonderful husband. But can you be grateful for, uh, you know, something in a, a marriage that didn't succeed can you wow. see there's there's some gratitude in the learning and the lessons that that might have brought you um and and that's the kind of gratitude i think can really change lives yeah in a positive way i agree um i think authentic connections is is one of the seven affirmations and it's a, a such an important one it's one that like i said i i realized so much and it's authentic connections with when i was scuba diving just with being present in the moment and then having authentic connections with with yourself, with your community, um, with nature, with art. Those are all pieces of, of expressions of, of God. I'm just questioning. I, I'm just curious, mm-hmm. Denise, when you talk about authentic connections and being present in the moment and all of this, this mm-hmm. is totally off subject, but mm-hmm. I just got to know, how do you feel social media and 
technology and all that play into our being disconnected from that? Oh my goodness. I think there's so it's so it it's such a slippery slope. Um, you know, when I when I went through mine, we had internet but but social media didn't have what it's been around what five years or something sure. six years so we had we didn't have it to that degree and I at that time I was saying please find a way we need to find a way to step outside of at that time the television you know you'd get in your car and the radio would go on and what we find is there's it's almost like noise in the background yes it's it's hard to be connected when you've got all that clutter and i think social media amplifies that um and i encourage you know people to step away from it to, to not take all that time with any outside distraction yeah and, um, and and i think it's especially true in times of grief because we can tend to gravitate uh-huh. towards stuff that maybe confirm our feelings or stuff that uh, put us in a comfortable space rather than seeing uh, the joy of life that surrounds us. We can almost get stuck in this fantasy world of whatever is making us feel good through the moment right then without actually feeling the grief and being able to overcome. Completely. I think it, it is. It can almost serve as a, a tranquilizer or a, or a you know, a buffer. And Absolutely. part of, part of getting through grief, finding your way through grief is, is sitting in grief, is allowing yourself the opportunity to grieve. And when we avoid it, when we ignore it, when we try to pretend it's not there, it doesn't go away and it doesn't get the care it needs. And yeah. so, you know, the, the grief is, is to the degree of the of the beauty we had in our family, right? Yes. So, so if if we hadn't loved as strongly as we did, um, the grief would not be as as strong as it was. So, so so we've got uh, understand impermanence, um, gratitude, authentic connections, and and what was what was your number four? Yeah, non-attachment, like you know, expectations, becoming attached to. To what should be, what must be. Uh, there are a lot of demands that get placed on us just because we do it ourselves. Yes. We put those on us ourselves. And the truth is, those are not our authentic should, right? Yeah, our authentic yeah. should is the purpose that we are put on this planet to, to do and to be. Um, it's not necessarily what our teachers told us to do or mm. what our parents thought we should be, you know? Um, so when we don't get attached to that, then we give ourselves the freedom to move through life in the flow that we're supposed to be in, you know, in our true purpose. That's really deep. That really, that really is. I I love that. You know, I think, Um, I think the expectation side of things, um, that goes for uh, our relationships. If I, you know, if, if I meet you and I walk into a conversation with you with, with predestined expectation, and I've already kind of planned this out in my mind, how I think you should be and how this is going to go. And we sit down and have coffee and I could totally miss you and and who you are because you don't line up to my expectation. Is that? That's exactly yeah. right. That's yeah. That's exactly right. And we do miss so much. You know, they talk about uh, uh, how when you're, when you, 
are looking for something, that's what you'll see. Yes. Right? So I remember when I was a little kid and I wanted a horse. I mean, I went through, when we were driving in the car, I would see horses everywhere. And, you you know, you, you don't really see those things until you, it, it, unless you are expecting them. But what you do is you only see that. When you're focused on that, I wanted to see horses. That's what I saw. I might have missed a ton of other things because my focus was horses at that time. That's a little that's a little trite, but but you know what I'm, I yeah. mean in that, in, in that if we see, well, it's it comes along with prejudices and prejudgment, and those are attachments that we, if we can let them go, there's so much opportunity. That's right, and it's kind of the new car effect. You know, I see that mm-hmm. car, boy, I hadn't seen that before. That thing is fire. I'm going to buy that, and then you buy it, and you see five of them on the way home. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I know I <laughs> know exactly it. what you're saying. All right, uh-huh. and th- these are fantastic. Number five. Uh, number five is change. Change is, is something that is is an absolute in our lives. Everything changes um, in in the, in the planet, right? Yep. Um, so so we're going to change. We change. We start changing from the moment our physical body ch- starts changing, but the environment changes. Change is just a fact of life, and when we resist change, it's it can cause. Um, anxiety it can cause uh, stress and suffering and when we can accept change and know that there's a bigger plan and know that there is a bigger purpose than um than the than the joy that's available to us is is more more available you know and oftentimes denise the fear of change Mm -hmm. the anxiety of knowing change may be coming is often worse than walking through the change. Absolutely. Oh my goodness! Like, like <laughs> uh, that, that. I mean, that is like when we can when we can really wrap our minds around this thing that nothing is really nothing's really stationary all the time. I mean, it's like you said, it's always changing. Um, and and so uh, finding a way to be at peace with that. Oh my gosh, that's a that's a game changer. It is a game changer. It is a game changer. And, and resiliency is part of that, you know, being, being able to say, all right, well, the road shifted a little bit. How can I, how can I find the opportunity here? Yes. Um, is, is where it gets really almost fun. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, then there's, uh, let's see, then there's inner knowing and you know, that is the, the, your intuition, but your heart, what, what, you know, when you get really quiet, there is a truth that's available. And, wow. and when we're connected in that authentic connection, because these are all kind of built on each other, when you're authentically connected to yourself, to, to, to your God, to, um, to the world around you, there is knowing that's available that doesn't come from your head. <laughs> Yeah. It's not part of that. It really comes from your heart. It, it comes from your heart. And I love even the fact of throwing intuition in there. Um, I, I'm just going to say your internal compass, you know, is is so important. I, I get I've, I've been in arguments with uh, uh, leaders 
with other pastors and stuff like that. You you know, don't trust your gut so much. Don't trust your gut. So, well, I'm telling you, my gut, man, has been uh, has been uh, very strong um, in in the past. And and I'm just telling you, like like your emotions and feelings can lead you awry and lead you astray. Um, but your gut, your intuition, your your heart is never going to lead you astray on purpose. And so and so I you, you know I, I think that that inner knowing, that inner knowledge, that that feeling, that being able to be in tune with what's going on around us, man, that's powerful. Yeah. It really is. And I think sometimes we get so so caught up in what you know the ego the building the ego what what we're supposed to do what community tells us to do what um what the world's telling us to do or you know our teachers that we miss we, we miss that connection to trust ourselves to find yes. out that you know that what, what what our heart's telling us probably has some some um there's a real truth in there, there there's and some merit to it and here's here's the thing like i'm not i'm not saying guys we go out and we don't rely on our flesh, okay? We don't rely on like when we when when I say trust yourself, you know, I, I know that like uh, humanity uh, is flawed. Like I, I I understand that, but but when I say trust trust yourself, there there's there is a there is a compass, you, you, you know. There there is a a truth to feeling like. You shouldn't do that. Hey, I I wouldn't say that. Hey, I, I wouldn't go there. That's that's bad thinking, you know. And and follow along because your heart, your heart truly desires what's best for you. Yeah. Well, you know, I I remember even as a little kid, uh, there you know when you want that that piece of candy so badly, there's typically also a voice in there saying, no, you don't. You're yes. not going to take that piece of candy, right? It doesn't belong to you. That's right. So it, it comes down to that. That's right. Um, and number seven. Number seven is, um, you know, mindful responsibility. It, it is part of that bigger picture to say, where do I fit in? There is a whole plan and purpose for each of us on the planet. And how do I fit in? And how how is what I'm about to do or say or or take into put into action going to affect everyone else and everything else in the planet um i love that looking at you know what what is god's plan and purpose for my life what is where is my life headed um all of that and that's that stuff denise that we really don't have a blueprint for we 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 really don't have it all laid out for us in a easy trackable way so with this being said this this mindfulness okay of 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 where do i fit in let me ask you this how does one go from being a pig farmer and a cave diver to becoming a coach okay and how do you how how did you decide to say hey i want to help other people find their purpose I think it started. It was. It was really one of the blessings that came out of that hor- horrific accident and loss of my parents was to say, "This, this isn't a game. This is. A, we're we're here for a purpose." I truly believe that, 
and I wanted to make certain that I was living my purpose. And I feel like I've, I've always coached. I've kind of been the person people come to when, you know, my friends or family will come to me for advice or how, how would you handle this kind of thing. And I finally decided I was, I felt like I was wasting time and not living my purpose when I wasn't writing or coaching or, or participating in helping others find their, find their path. So how does it make you feel when, when you watch someone who is, is lost and maybe, maybe confused start to learn through coaching and start to learn and, 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 and kind of, uh, alter their trajectory for the good and really find themselves uh, from a place of despair to a place of uh, validation and and positive direction. How does that make you feel inside? Uh, it's it's an incredible feeling, and I think that's that's when you know you're on the right path. Yeah. When yeah. you finish a conversation and the person says, "Oh my gosh, I." I see something that I did, hadn't seen before. I understand something I didn't understand before. I, it's like getting a full tank of gas in your gas tank. You know, I've just been filled up. It's and the, and when you finish a task and you don't have that feeling, when you're not feeling that joy, then it's you might that might be a sign you're not on the right path. Man, that's 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 exactly right. When you find yourself just waking up. And going through the motions and doing this thing called life uh, without intention, without urgency, without expectancy, um, that's a dangerous place to be. And, Mm -hmm. you you know, when I look at your seven steps, okay, understand impermanence. Wow. Like we are only here for a short while. Um, And and like like a vapor our, our our life is like a vapor it's here today it's 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 gone tomorrow it's just and i'm not trying to be morbid i'm not trying to be hard i'm stating facts like we only have one shot at this life and maintaining that number two that that second thing you said that that gratitude man that shifts everything when i am when I am happy to be here, when I am joyful to be a part of someone's life, man, there is, there's so much to be learned inside of that. And you talked about authentic connections. Um, I just, <clears throat> I want, I want you to kind of, can you touch on that a little bit more? Being present uh, in the moment, because I just think there's, there's something there that we need to tap into. Because it's so big to understand, like, that's really all we have is this moment. Absolutely. It's this moment. It's being present in that moment. And that's what the authentic connection is. Uh, you know, when, I, when we talk about it, it's, it's when you go up to someone at the grocery store and you, you have two choices. You can just, well, you probably have more, but, but the, two cho- the choices are to just rush through not even give them the time of day, you know, thank you, here's your cash, go, go, go about your way, you've missed an opportunity. Yes. You've missed an opportunity to connect authentically with another individual on this planet going through life this, at the same time. And, and you have an opportunity to gift them your attention, and, and, um, and it, will, it will come back at you in a, in a really great way. I, 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 
often challenge my clients to try that. Try it for the little things. The person at the at the grocery store at the checkout. Um, you know, when you've got an opportunity with your pet, how often do you just throw the food down there and say, "Okay, I'm tired. I've got to rush out of here." When you really take time, that's an act of love. And when yeah. we do that on a daily practice and really pay attention to what we're doing instead of trying to rush through everything, we're honoring not only impermanence but also you know we're grateful for for that opportunity and it's all a building process then those authentic connections will pay, will pay back in in multiples you know uh i just all i want to say is preach preach because uh <laughs> I, I mean here's here's the thing man uh i i knew there were there was something missing and you just kind of unfolding unfolded it our moments are not just that they are opportunities and that is the word that's what i was looking at. like our our moments that we come in uh uh that that we're gifted with each and every breath is an opportunity to impact it's a it's an opportunity to live it's a call to action it's a call to life and so i i want our listeners to understand and to really respect that amazing gift that we're given right now in this very moment it really is yeah you know and and moving out of there you have um uh non non-attachment we talked about releasing those expectations change nothing is ever certain uh and and so change being able to adapt move shake and all of that um that inner knowing that that intuition that that heart, that understanding, uh, uh, that God is our compass, our our inner uh, our innermost drive, like like yes. what this is, uh, what this is all about, why we're here, who we're here for, and this mindful responsibility of where do I fit in, what impact can I have, what is the purpose for my life. And so when you talk about uh, coaching and and helping people go through and really understand that mindful responsibility, um, what is the journey? What is the, the, the how do you take someone kind of through that lesson? Kind of a, a just 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 a rough a rough draft of what you're looking for and helping them find. Yeah, well so you know so much this it begins with awareness and that's really where I start to try to work with somebody is to say just start with and be gentle with yourself and start to be aware as you wake up stay present in the moment and then go about your day journal as you can and then as you raise awareness it'll be the little things that come in and and guess what you start getting rewarded because When, you, when you're aware, just take a, a small thing. I'm going to go to the grocery store and pick up one item. You'll run in and pick it up. You ask that question before you go in. How, how can I serve as I go in here? How can I make a difference just in this teeny little way? And the reward that comes back to you when you see somebody smile, when you maybe have changed the way they go home and treat their children, is enormous. And so we start with the little things, journaling them and raising awareness throughout the day. Love that, love that. And so um, tell us, uh, I kind of want to start to bring it to a, 
to bring it to a close. And, uh, of course, I want to give you an opportunity to tell us where we can find more about you. But before that, um, if you don't mind, would you would you kind of speak directly to the audience? And maybe maybe just to that one that finds themselves in need of direction, maybe finds themselves in need of a pick-me-up, uh, in need of a sense of urgency, and maybe needs permission to properly grieve, permission to to rise up and move forward. What Whatever that's laid on your heart, can you just... Can you just give us a, a last word here? Absolutely. I think, you know, the, the first thing is, as you're grieving, as you're feeling like the world and, and God and, and, and all your loved ones have kind of forgotten you, you, you find a way to remember, come back into yourself and, and know that there's the beating of your heart is the, is the proof that, that you're not alone, mm. that, there is there's an important purpose that you were put on this planet to do and sometimes these hardships are there so that we learn the lessons that we need to do what's coming ahead of us we can't see around that corner but what we'll live through and what we'll find as a gift um, uh, in those lessons will be something that makes us stronger as we move around that corner and move into our, our true purpose and it's there for you Huge, huge. Thank you, Denise. Um, now, before we bring it to a close, tell us a little bit uh, how we can how we can learn more about you, what you do, your book. How can we find you? Yeah. So, well, my book is called The Bountiful Garden. It's on Amazon and Kindle and all the other places you buy books. Um, it is. Uh, I'm Denise Zavitson across the social media spectrum. So. Facebook, Instagram. Um, my my course and my website is awakentojoy.com. And um, yeah, and I'm I would love to hear from from people. I've, I've got I, on any of those, whatever your favorite platform is. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and again, we thank you for for being on here once again, listeners. Uh, link up with Miss Denise across social media, uh, across her website. Um, take a look at her course and all of that. Of course, uh, we want to um, say purchase the book. Uh, I really have enjoyed having you on here today and want to thank you once again. Dustin, thank you. It's been a real pleasure. Yes, really. ma'am. If, thank uh, you. If you will hold on just for a second. As for our listeners, guys, share, share, share. Do us a favor and please share this podcast. Please share um, our, our stories with people you come in contact with each and every day because this is our community. We love each other and this is a safe place. And I'll see you in the next couple of days.